0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to Strange State. I'm your host, Liz Higgins. I'm really struggling today. I don't normally struggle this much. It's you, that you that I'm referring to, is our special guest today, a very good and special friend of mine, and our resident cryptid expert.
1: I like that title,
0: Silas. Yeah. Hello, um, yes.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate all of you. You're fantastic. Yes, <laughs> that's me.
0: That's Silas. Um, I just want to preface this episode with Silas took all of his notes on notebook paper. So if you hear a little rustling, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because like, papers or trees. But I also, if you just give me a topic and I start going off on it, you can ask Liz, this podcast would last until 2021. Not that y'all are doing anything because we're all in quarantine.
0: I was going to say we might be in this closet in 2021.
1: So actually, um, you know what? Screw this. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) So today we're going to do an episode that's a little bit different. We are going to cover some legends and some facts behind those legends. Silas is going to talk about one of his favorites. The best. Top dog. And then I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite legends. Silas if you want to go first you can take the floor my friend.
1: I will take the floor and the chair and the closet we are in. That's a lot. It is. Go I just for. wish they could be here for this. They? Like, yeah, like the people listening. Oh. Like This is great.
0: It would be very crowded.
1: It would be real crowded. <laughs> but there's shelving. We could figure it out. Those of you who don't know what cryptozoology is, when you use the term cryptid, um, it's basically any creature that there's not enough evidence for it to be zoological. So if you have a zoological creature... They have seen it, found it, held it in their hands, gotten its DNA, blah, blah, blah. But cryptozoology is all those other things out there that are just maybe smart enough to not get caught um, and go back for ages and ages and ages, and they're just, you know, their own thing chilling. They might be a little more extinct. There could be so many reasons for it, but they're extremely interesting, and I would recommend researching Cryptozoology, if you're into that type of thing. But since we're doing Tennessee, the only ten I see. <laughs> sorry, I had to. I had to get one dad joke in there. Okay, <laughs> Liz is cringing right now. Oh my god. So my favorite cryptid would be what most people know as Bigfoot, which I'll go into explaining all of that later. Because Bigfoot is actually amongst a species. So it's not just, you know, riding through a small town and you see a giant statue and you're like, oh, that's that Bigfoot, that only one that exists but is seen everywhere. Anyway, so Tennessee, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of weird animals, there's a lot of weird people, no offense. To any of you from Tennessee, I'm from North Carolina. I can't say anything.
0: A lot of deranged people. Oh,
1: we love deranged people. We do. Um, so, one of the major legends, when you look up Tennessee folklore, cryptids, legends, they all go hand in hand with each other somehow. But since the early 1800s, there has been a story of... The wild man. A uh, large, hairy, stinky, and aggressive creature found in McNary County, Tennessee. Get you. I'm from Pender County, <laughs> NC. Okay, so I'm not different. the same. We're probably related, but that's not me. Okay. And I do shower. I'll
0: give you that.
1: And I actually use real soap now. So. Now.
0: Yeah.
1: Now. Don't use I three in one, folks. Don't use three in one. Um, the theory behind this man is that he was an escapee from a circus sideshow, those old school freak show types, and has just resided in that same place since then. Um, there have been dozens of reports of this guy over the time span of around 200 years. And this wouldn't be the first time something like that has happened literally right down the road from where we are right now uh, in Brevard in the North Carolina mountains. They're known for their white squirrels, which literally these squirrels inhabited that area after a retired circus guy settled and let them be, let them loose. And then of course, we all know how reproduction and all that stuff works. And now they're everywhere. Um, that makes sense though, because that's a small animal squirrel Like we're talking about this wild man that is seven to nine feet tall and something like that cannot be controlled, trained, kept captive, moved from state to state, not in the 1800s. I mean, you don't want to get me on my conspiracies because the FBI does a lot of stuff that us suckers don't know about, but we're talking 1800s again. And we all know about the legend of Bigfoot, seven to nine feet, nocturnal, hairy, half-ape man with the smell of death. Well, guess what? That's the exact description all these people are giving for this wild man. Um, Witnesses want to argue that it's not Bigfoot, it looks too human. Well, a lot of people think Bigfoot looks like a gorilla. But Bigfoot researchers have come to believe that Bigfoot is a hominid. So the definition of hominid...
0: Tell me that definition, Silas.
1: ...is a primate or a family that includes humans and their fossil ancestors and also at least some of the great apes. So let's do math here, folks. Primate... Human, ape, hominid, wild man, crazy wild creature that looks kind of like a human. Well, what does that sound like? A Sasquatch. So I'm going to go ahead and call it for myself that this wild man is the quote unquote Bigfoot.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. He would kill you. Literally.
1: And then make you drive her everywhere.
0: I would help her clean up the crime.
1: Y'all gonna drag me somewhere?
0: Also shame.
1: <laughs> oh, God. He'd be so mad. I've
0: been working out. Why do you think? You gotta lift weights. Get rid of your body. <laughs> get rid of your body. I'm just saying. It's not like it's been planned, but there are options. <laughs>
1: Is that almond oil? Oh, <laughs> that okay. episode you did where if you can smell that certain type of oh, almond it's cyanide. cyanide.
0: I know how I would kill Shane. He knows that.
1: How would I kill Shane?
0: I have no idea. You'd Oof. have to hit him with your car or something.
1: That wouldn't do it.
0: No. I feel like he'd be as skeptical as he is. I feel like he'd be the one that would like come back to life and haunt us forever.
1: We'd have to do a hiking. That's the only way.
0: It's the only way for it to be believable. Or, like, he crushed his throat. We're like under a sitting in a bell. closet
1: talking about killing your husband and my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely will never listen to an episode. Still so, doesn't matter. you don't even have to cut it out. Fuck it.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't know his name.
0: I said Shane like 12 times. They don't know. And plus,
1: like his last name or location or.
0: Buddy, have you listened to this podcast? Yeah, I have. I'm in this episode. You are.
1: The FBI's listening.
0: They are listening.
1: Uh, They don't care about little murders. No. I'm going to call it a Bigfoot. Because that's, you know, this wild man is not a random man. He's a freaking Sasquatch. What else gets to me about this is if this is a single man who escaped a circus freak show in the 1800s, say he's average age because he's that size of a full grown. So we'll say he's 20 years old then. So you're going to tell me this individual wild man living in the woods is over 200 years old? There's no way. So people seeing this wild man for 200 years, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something that has another something and they have reproduced and yada, yada, yada. Because, I mean... I think the last reporting was, like, 2005 or something like that. The Bigfoot name in general is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of... It's funny, you know? Mm. Bigfoot, because he has big feet. His feet are proportional. Shaquille O'Neal has bigfoot size feet. Like, it's not that crazy. Some of the original evidence were footprints, sure. But Sasquatch, which means wild man, came from the, I can't remember how to say this, Hocomelum, Hocomelum First Nations people, Canadian Indians.
0: Just to interject, if he pronounced that wrong, that is so all on him. But also, we're very sorry.
1: Yeah, there was, like, I tried to find a way to pronounce it and couldn't. So... I don't know.
0: Reach out. Let us know if we said that wrong. Yeah,
1: it's H A L K O M E L E M. Let us know. Yes. Canadian Indians. Um and they called it a Sasket, which is S A S Q apostrophe E T. So if you're Canadian or know how to pronounce that i'd like to know that as well
0: agreed yep Uh,
1: and that is just formed into sasquatch which the way it's pronounced up there might be sasquatch but like i said it means wild man they saw this big hairy wild thing and they were like i ain't messing with that y'all stay away from that in my book indians know what the hell is up They know the woods. They know the land. It's their land. I believe what they have to say way more than anybody else does. They're like connected with the spirit world. They know what's going on. And Sasquatches are actually a species. Just like any other species, they come with variation. But they're found across the planet uh, with different names and such. But all fitting the same description. I mean, you guys have heard of the Yeti, you know, and all these different things. I mean, the state of Louisiana has like four different names for the thing. Mm -hmm. And some of them prefer swampy area, and some prefer cold and snow. It's just like the 10 million different types of deer there are. I mean, it's...
0: And we've had conversations before about sasquatch being into like swampy areas and things like that but my question was why not florida and nobody really wants to live in florida but (laughs) besides that you made a good point that there's not much camouflage there like it's all grassy marshland as opposed to like wooded swamps 100 year old redwoods yeah that like,
1: can and look at like give them
0: shelter and
1: even Louisiana yeah the swamp is like a jungle right um and Florida has like like a skunk ape and stuff like that that's supposedly like a smaller version of Bigfoot um which would just be another sasquatch variation. That could have migrated. Because that's another thing. These things migrate like crazy. Right. Because unlike apes who... Y'all have seen Tarzan and stuff. There's like hundreds of apes where there's an ape. But when it comes to Sasquatches, they travel in little family packs. Like mom, dad, kids. Maybe a grandpa.
0: More nomadic. Yeah.
1: It's not this giant thing and that's a huge factor to why you have people haven't seen a lot of them is right. because it's a very small group and they don't tend to be in very open areas and they're still in this in-between of evolution so they're still like the survivalists so you're hiking in thick woods and you're not looking up at the very top of a tree They can be right on top of you, and you have no idea, because their senses are so crazy. Right. Like, they smell you a mile away, literally. Not like my grandma says when I don't shower.
0: (laughs) Well, do you think, too, that they have developed, over time, like, their scent that people describe, and things of that nature, as almost a defense mechanism? Like, why would you go near something that smells dead?
1: I mean, it's possible. It's got...
0: also other animals aren't going to try to attack something that they think is dead and No,
1: And just I'm a huge believer in like energies.
0: Right.
1: And vibes. vibes. Good vibes. All good vibes. All good vibes. And a lot of people with like photo and video evidence are like or lack of I should say. They're like I saw Bigfoot and people are like show me a picture. Okay first of all there's a nine foot hairy big old bipedal thing running at you which they generally run away from you but if they feel threatened they probably destroy you
0: that is nine foot
1: yeah they smell bad they're making this crazy howling screeching noise are you gonna be like excuse me sir can you stop right there and pose real quick so i can take a picture no you're gonna be like human instinct, which you don't have control over, you're going to get the hell out of Dodge. I
0: don't
1: probably not necessarily tell people about it because there are so many unreported cases because people don't take it seriously. Like, people think I'm crazy all the time when I talk about this stuff. All these different species and variations all across the world, the United States, you can research and find out a lot about them. In the United States, we have the BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Research Organization. They're the oldest and the biggest, and they're the, like, OG Sasquatch researchers. Um, If you've ever heard of, like, Finding Bigfoot, um, the guys who are the main investigators in that, one of them started the BFRO, and that's www.bfro.net. But uh, they have a map of the United States. And you click on it. You can pick your state. And then by county, it shows legit reported sightings and the date they happen. And the BFRO, which they've been around since 95, so 25 years. And their sole goal is to find and solve the mystery as well as conserving the areas that these creatures live in, because nobody's fighting for them. Everyone's fighting for tigers because of Joe Exotic. You know, they're fighting for whatever else, because somebody somewhere was like, these beautiful animals are dying, which is, is legitimate. But what about all the animals we don't know about? And we might not see a lot of because they are almost extinct. You know, you don't think about that. You're like, there's only 5,000 turtles. Stop drinking out of straws. But they're not like, there's only 300 of our direct ancestors, hominids, living in the woods, dying because of all this stuff. No, like, everyone's like, he's not real, he's fine.
0: Well, another issue becomes then... We don't want to get political, but people who don't believe in evolution, so they're not going to inherently believe in that or believe that it is important.
1: Well, let me just give you this, okay? There are so many examples of sasquatches dating thousands of years back native americans i mean any religious group you can think of has seen something like this
0: right
1: and it's like we were talking about earlier i grew up southern baptist bible belt and you know to the t bible well one of my favorite examples of bigfoot Would be David and Goliath. Everybody knows about David and Goliath. Little tiny dude versus big giant... Big giant... Hairy... Thing. It doesn't say... I mean... It's just this big hairy thing. I don't know what makes more sense to you. Right. A Sasquatch, which would just be a large hairy like half-man animal. Or literally a ten-foot person that just somehow... Like...
0: Happen to be 10 feet. Yeah.
1: I mean, giants are more ridiculous to me than an animal of some sort, or an animal hybrid like a Sasquatch is. So, I mean, within every branch of religion, spirituality, these cryptids exist. Every single one has them. I mean, that's with anything. So, you can find evidence of it, whether you believe in evolution or not. Me... I'm all about the spiritual world, but I'm also about fact-based research, and so evolution makes sense to me, but, and that's another thing, is like Pangea. Y'all know what Pangea, you know what Pangea is? Yeah. Okay, for people who don't know what Pangea is, it is all the continents were one at one time, which is where you find your crazy flat earth people, no offense if you're a flat earther, but... Anyway, the Pangaea. Pangaea is when all the continents were one. Right. So, all the continents split.
0: Tectonic plates.
1: And North America somehow ended up with no ape relative. So, y'all think, like, all the hominids and all the Neanderthals and all these other animals, like, everybody's just chilling and the hominid people are like, no, I don't like that piece of land. I'm going to go to every other piece of land, but that piece of land. Come on, y'all. No. There's, like, no. Because there's evidence of, cr- like, I say creatures for every animal now.
0: <laughs> creatures.
1: Creatures of habit. Um, There's, like, evidence that, like, rhinos and stuff were on the North American continent. Right.
0: But there's Absolutely.
1: no apes. None. Zero. No hominids, nothing. Like, what? No, that just did not make any sense.
0: It's also interesting to think, we think about apes and monkeys and stuff of that nature, living in, like, jungles and highly forested areas. But we had those. We got plenty of it. Before we ripped it all down. I think that the Pacific Northwest is a perfect example of that. Just because they have trees that are literally hundreds of years old
1: and huge. Like Sasquatches, that's like the North American hotspots, like Washington, Oregon, right. California.
0: And that's what I was going to say. But
1: imagine how easy it is to get around there. You know what right. I mean?
0: Right.
1: Like those trees can hold their weight if they want to climb 100 feet in the air yeah, and hang
0: absolutely.
1: out. But we've got. Um, what I was saying earlier, like on the BFRO website, when you click on Tennessee, and then you look at all the states around it, Tennessee is the spot to be. You've got, um, like by themselves, they have a hundred and one BFRO recorded sightings. So you can multiply these by ten at least on all of them, because you have to put in the people that weren't rep- that didn't report it. Um, people that don't know how to report it, uh, old, old, old before technology sightings. Like this is just sighting since we've had the technology, which is only a few decades and we're talking thousands of years. You've got, um, us in North Carolina have 98, Georgia 132, Arkansas 108, and Alabama has 98 and Tennessee is literally in the middle of it. So that's even more. Like, your wild man, which is literally what the Indians called Sasquatch, and these people are just calling him wild man, but he looks more human, is a Bigfoot. And what we were just talking about, Northwest United States, is where it's at for that. And the people out there take it super seriously. Yeah. Like, we have a Bigfoot festival here, and everyone comes, and they're like, oh my god, Bigfoot's so cool, and... Like, Liz was talking about a statue in Lake Lore that, like, that's the Dirty Dancing home, and they dress Sasquatch like Dirty Dancing. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Leave them creatures alone. And I, like... I'm the crazy cryptid conspiracy tinfoil hat-wearing friend, but I take it super seriously. Because, like, these creatures are unknown, which means they are unprotected. Yeah. Like people could be trying to poach these things just because they want to get famous off the evidence. And like, that's a no, no, because they're already clearly so wary of humans, which who could blame them? We are literally the worst species there is. Um,
0: Tell us how you really feel. It's true.
1: We've like killed everything. That's true. Just because we evolved quicker. That's the thing is they're on this, like in between of evolution where, you know, if you're into evolution, you start as a monkey and you end up as us and they're like almost stuck in the middle of it. It's like right. a species of us that just maybe we evolved too fast and shut them down as survival. I, like I said, I encourage everyone to research it for themselves because I I didn't grow up believing in this stuff. I mean, I grew up in the woods and hearing all these stories about different things, but I didn't think anything of it. And then one day I came across a documentary or something, and I was like, this is legit. And then I started reading about all these creatures and all this stuff, and I'm like, well, we have plenty of activists and people who are concerned about things that don't even live on our continent, but because no one has a picture of this, they don't really care.
0: They haven't seen cute baby version. Or well, anything fluffy and nice.
1: Yeah, because they're not.
0: Right. But inherently, we want to save the cute things. The puppies, the kittens, Well, and they're the also, like,
1: you should research it, cryptids in general. I would recommend starting by your state, depending on the terrain you live in. And maybe pick a creature, because... So many cryptids have so much backstory and their own evidence and their own believers and their own supporters. And it's like my endeavor I've just started embarking on is actually related to aliens and UFOs. So I have a love for all of them, but aliens and Sasquatches are my thing. And one last interesting theory that i don't really believe in, even though I believe in both of them. A lot of people think you don't see Sasquatches except for randomly, because they are aliens. Mm. They are life on another planet. Um, kind of funny if you think about Chewbacca, if you've seen Star Wars. That's very true. Because um, <laughs> Chewbacca's a Sasquatch.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, there's... You know, the whole trans-dimensional time-space travel. You know, it's this alien creature that's traveling through different um, time zones and all this stuff. And so you just see it, and it's gone. Or, you know, the aliens have spent thousands of years trying to perfect their own human, and this is what they've come up with so far, which alien technology is way beyond that. I mean, if they wanted to be like... And another Liz will be sitting there. I feel like they probably could. I
0: feel like that's accurate. Yeah, so how do you know that hasn't happened? <laughs> we don't own the rights to any of what he's humming, so I don't.
1: I don't think it belongs to anything. Good. I think it just yeah, it was just the noises in my head. But so there's another theory. If you, my buddy James, does not believe in Sasquatches but believes in aliens and. It makes sense to him that it is some alien hybrid from another planet. So, however you look at it, they're here, and we should respect them. And the best way to understand and respect something is to research and learn about it. I like it. So, that's my tidbit. You're welcome for me blessing you with 30 minutes of my life.
0: Ooh, that was (laughs) a lot.
1: If you have any questions, you can reach out to Liz, too. Because she knows more about this than you think she does. She's not just a murder girl.
0: I prefer murder.
1: And I prefer monster, but (laughs) I love me a good
0: deranged woman. Oh, my God. So, uh, thank you so much, Silas. I think that really opened our eyes to some possibilities. I do believe in Sasquatch. I do.
1: Is it because of me? Mm,
0: I don't think I'd give you that much credit.
1: I've created some believers. All you need is open mindedness
0: oh, and absolutely. logic. Absolutely. But I do believe in Sasquatch. I do believe in aliens. I think that the universe is vast and mysterious. I think. That there are plenty of things that live under the ocean that we have no idea what's under there. There are
1: aliens under the ocean. That's a whole nother.
0: So I appreciate you taking your time here today and hanging out with us. And now I'm going to hit you a little bit. You're going to hit me? With, don't tempt me. I'm going to hit you with a little bit of what I like.
1: Some Stevie Nicks magic.
0: Oh, if only. It is witches, though, so. Well. Witches, spirits, ghosts.
1: Stevie Nicks. Stevie
0: Nicks. Stevie Nicks hit me up. We are going to stay in Tennessee for my story. And we're going to talk about something actually pretty famous. In 1804, John and Lucy Bell picked up their nine children. Jesse. John Jr. Nine? Nine. Nine.
1: Nine.
0: Drury, his nickname was Drew. I don't know why they couldn't just name him Drew.
1: That's Drury.
0: Drury. Benjamin, Esther, Zadik, which... What? I would like to know the meaning of that. Elizabeth, which I have a partial to, Richard, and Joel. They moved from Halifax County, North Carolina, to Robertson County, Tennessee. The 1,000 Acre Farm flourished. Are they
1: Winnie the Pooh?
0: 1,000 Acre Wood.
1: <laughs> like, you got nine kids with weird names and you and the 1,000 Acre whatever. Farm. This is Winnie the Pooh. The, the true 1, story. The 1,000 Acre Now they come out with like, true story behind. This is it. This is where Winnie the Pooh came from, folks. Behind
0: the music. With Winnie the Pooh. That's
1: scary. scary. Oh.
0: I hope. This is not where Winnie the Pooh came from.
1: Same. Who knows, though?
0: All right. Soon, the family was in a routine and enjoying their new home. Their happiness would not last long when the family started to experience what they would call their family troubles. Mm. (laughs) That
1: that does not sound good.
0: No. The family troubles. And I'm
1: picturing all of them in Winnie the Pooh's, like, crop top red t-shirt.
0: Like most hauntings, the beginning incidents were seemingly harmless and totally unrelated. John Bell saw a large figure in his yard that he described as a large black dog. If you pay attention to folklore, usually large black dogs are associated with death and they are associated with the hounds of hell.
1: All you Harry Potter fans know about Sirius Black. Yeah, yeah. He was the man, though.
0: Yeah, he was the man. But there was a lot of eluding.
1: And a lot of death.
0: And a lot of death. Nervous that the dog was wild, he shot at it and it disappeared into thin air. This is 1804. Nope. They don't be messing around with things that disappear into thin air, they be mm. killing everybody around them. Witchcraft. Like, have eyes. All a problem. Drury Bill witnessed. <laughs>
1: Just call him dreary, because this whole thing is dreary. This is terrible. This closet just got real dark.
0: Poor little dreary. Witnessed a bird that he described as an extraordinary size sitting on a fence near the home. As he passed the bird, it was said to stare at him and follow him as he walked. Weird. That can make anybody feel uneasy, obviously.
1: Nothing should be able to fly. Nothing should be able to fly at me, nobody, (laughs) no wings, we should all just be able to have feet, because I can do damage. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm.
0: No Mothman for Silas. Live, laugh, lark. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, or Betsy Bell, witnessed a young girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Now, I have a thought about that. Because it doesn't say a swing,
1: like hanging.
0: See, that's what or I or
1: like thought. Shane when we went hiking yesterday. I was like, and he was on just like, "I love
0: trees
1: and like holding on to it."
0: To me, I would think hanging because that's creepier. But maybe this spirit did not care about creep factor; they was just hanging out.
1: But it is like. I'm talking like hanging, like noose hanging.
0: I'm aware. But
1: it's also, I would not be comfortable walking through a field and seeing a little girl with both hands on a limb just swinging back and forth like, hee
0: he, hee hee hee, like they
1: do in horror movies. Yeah, that
0: would be I'd be awful. like, I'd rather
1: see her hanging at that point. Oh. Because I'd be like, well, she's dead. If she's like, hee he, hee hee, I'm like, oh shit, I'm dead.
0: <laughs> That's a really good point. Really good point. Okay. Soon, the activity moved inside of the house, where Betsy and John seemed to be the objects of interest for the self-proclaimed spirit. It started with knocking on the walls, and then transformed to physical phenomena like punching, pinching, and even on some occasions, sticking young Betsy with pins while she slept.
1: Some voodoo.
0: A spirit did this.
1: Nobody better be pinching me. I can't stand that. You about, wanna make me mad? Pinch me.
0: What about pins? Little stick pins. Just
1: that's some voodoo. That's, that's some weird. Madame Laveau. Like
0: yeah, we got some crossover
1: intense. going on.
0: Very crossover. I mean,
1: Tennessee is just as backwoods and creepy as Louisiana. So I mean,
0: yeah, there's a lot of
1: they're all related. In
0: there, the haunting wasn't limited to the Bell family, as even the slaves that unfortunately lived on the property would have experiences they would attribute to the spirit as well. Dean, who would often walk to visit his wife, was said to have seen a black dog following him through the woods. He also claimed to have been turned into a mule at one point by the witch and was attacked by the spirit witch thingy. He would often walk with an axe for protection and something called a witch ball that his wife made him as a talisman of protection
1: see that makes me mad then people already had to deal with so much but see his wife was smart because she said something's messing with you i'm gonna make you a little something to keep him away
0: yeah genius
1: but like leave them people alone
0: turned him into a mule
1: that's just terrible
0: and apparently like punched him and stuff Ugh. John would complain of a constant numbing sensation in his mouth and would often have his bed sheets ripped off of him in the middle of the night. When Betsy and her childhood sweetheart, Joshua Gardner, became engaged, the bell witch ramped up the abuse. Not just physically hurting them, she also began to verbally abuse them as well. Mm -mm. Betsy wasn't sleeping well because of the witch's torment and would often try to travel to a neighbor's house for some relief, but spirit would follow. One incident was described by Betsy herself in a book later published. She says, When the spirit became so tantalizing, filling my mind with horror and causing me to become so nervous, my parents often sent me to a neighbor's to rest for a night. My first night away from home, was spent with Theenie Thorn. <laughs> Where in
1: the hell are these names coming from?
0: I knew you were going to laugh.
1: Theenie Thorn. I have an EDBD beady Thorn in my side.
0: You are a thorn in my side. <laughs> when we retired, there came a loud knocking on our outside door, which seemed to fly open. And a great gust of wind was felt. <sighs> Feeny sprang up at once and lit a candle. To our surprise, the door was not open. Then a voice spoke softly, Betsy, you should not have come over here. You know I can follow you anywhere. Now get a good night's sleep. A soft hand patted my cheek, and the voice again assured us that we would not be disturbed any more for the night. Get a good night's sleep, Betsy.
1: What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I would have been like, good thing I got a suitcase and some feet, because I'm going to pack a bag and walk on away from here.
0: No wings, though. Can't fly.
1: She says she can follow me anywhere, but we've got to find out, because I am not. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find Stevie Nicks, and she going to fix it.
0: <laughs> she going <laughs> to fix it. The family finally became desperate and asked a friend for help. When James Johnston spent the night in the Bell family home, He was awakened by the same abuse the family had been experiencing. People started to travel from all over for a chance to see the Bell Witch. This is where it gets kind of weird.
1: Okay, so even in the 1800s, people wanted to come see it.
0: Oh, yeah, she was a major attraction.
1: But, like, were there not... Well, I guess because maybe she was, like, a ghost spirit. Because I'm like... I thought that's back when, like, people were still burning witches.
0: Well, I think that, A, this is Tennessee, they were doing that, mostly up north.
1: No, I I mean, mean, yes, but we're talking, like, Bible Belt, like these overly religious tent revival people.
0: Right, but, if you'll let me continue my story.
1: Sorry, it's just, this is disturbing.
0: It is very disturbing. With this new attention, she started to talk more and carry on full conversations. When asked who and what she was, she would always give different answers, claiming to be a Native American spirit who was disturbed when the Bells moved onto their burial ground. She also claimed to be there to guard a treasure that was on the property and sent a couple of men out to look for said treasure that didn't exist.
1: Well, the whole time you've been talking about this, all I could think about was shapeshifters.
0: That, I mean, that's definitely a thought, but if you read the research and there are like really well-kept diaries, that's how they know the story from all the people that were involved and she never took the form of anything other than an animal, um, except for a woman like once, but that's... still interesting. Yeah. Like so, I
1: said, them Indians know what's up.
0: Yeah, they totally do. They totally do. Well, I think it's because they have like an innate respect for things that are unknown.
1: Oh, yeah. And And they're like the most open minded. And their like spiritual documents and all that stuff haven't been like altered. They're actually truly passed down, unlike these books after books of, you know, The Game of Telephone, all the other things are.
0: So, she would revel in religious arguments and had a vast knowledge of the Bible and often would quote it word for word. Mm -hmm. She once recited two entire sermons, word for word, that were given by two different men at the same exact time in churches 13 miles away from one another.
1: Which, back then, that was a long way.
0: Well, and then... With it being back then,
1: she couldn't have recorded it. She, she couldn't, couldn't have recorded know. it. She
0: couldn't have been listening on the phone.
1: <laughs> the phone.
0: Right. Like.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, there was no way wild.
0: for her to know what those guys were saying,
1: unless like her little creature she was were both there at the same time right. or something. Right. She was there, two places at once.
0: There's another story about an Englishman. Who came to visit and help the family. And he wanted to ask her like questions only she would know. Like nobody else in the house would know. Because they didn't know him. He just like came to check it out. He asked her what his grandmother that lived in North Carolina would say to the slaves if they like messed up. And she quoted his grandmother like exactly what she would say. And then he pushed it further, and she started talking in his parents' voices, who were in England, like, accent and everything, and he had to leave in the middle of the night because she kept talking to him in his, like, own parents' voices, and so he was, like, freaking out, and he left. Apparently, like, months later, he wrote back to the family because he had went... Back home to visit his family. And his parents said that a spirit came to them. And they were hearing his voice in the middle of the night. So she was like torturing all these people. See, and that's when I
1: get like... Is this legit?
0: I mean... I think that...
1: Not that it's not legit. That's just my... I like to be able to counteract my own stuff. Like, you know, it's just like... Because the whole point of slight tangent the whole point of going and looking for cryptids is you're looking for everything that could be anything but that cryptid right absolutely so it's like and there's not really another explanation for that which is wild especially back then like today easy put a bug in somebody's ear while they're sleeping and then be like it's your mom come get your porridge good god
0: yeah I mean, you're right, though. Who the
1: fuck eats porridge?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Apparently 1,800 English people.
1: I'm literally a grandpa. I'm like...
0: You're my grandpa. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really like this story
1: about the witches.
0: Are we ready? The spirit held Lucy Bell, the matriarch of the family, in high regard, referring to her as the most perfect woman to ever live. But that wouldn't stop the spirit from trying to kill Lucy's husband at every chance. She finally succeeded in 1820 after (laughs) years of torture. What is so funny? When you just said...
1: You just said... At every chance, you sounded like
0: Blanche from The Golden Girls. She
1: was <laughs> like, she tried to kill her husband at every chance. Every
0: time,
1: You <laughs> it every chance. I
0: was like... We're the... literally an hour in. <laughs> now I understand why all these podcasts with two people are like, oh, we've been recording for 12 hours.
1: Yeah, but they have so much fun.
0: Now I get it.
1: It's fun, though.
0: It is fun. We need a more structured way to do it.
1: That's what makes two people good, though, because of the banter.
0: She finally succeeded in 1820 after years of torture at the hands of the witch. John Bell Sr. died mysteriously. The legend is he drank a tea laced with poison. Did it smell like almonds?
1: No, was Liz there? (laughs)
0: That was slipped in by the spirit when no one was looking. The family only found out when their house cat also drank the tea and died. No. You can't see us. You can't
1: kill the cat. But I
0: literally just reached over to hold his hand during that sentence because I didn't tell you that.
1: (laughs) You guys, you don't know how much I love the baby Uh kitties. Oh God, oh. If I don't care if you were out of this world, another world, a different spirit, another one bites the dust, I don't give a shit. But if you mess with my cat, I'm going to haunt you more than you haunted all of us. And I'm going to make sure she haunts you too. Because okay. she's a pain in the butt. She is. So I would hate to be haunted by her.
0: That's <laughs> accurate. The Bell Witch was said to be ecstatic, even... You're going to love this. Not about the cat part.
1: Okay, I'm like, I can't. I'm about, We're going to find her. Where's she at?
0: <laughs> uh, like five hours that way. I'm going to talk to her. So, the Bell Witch was ecstatic about John Bell Sr. being dead. You're going to love this part. You're going to love this part. Even said to be singing loud, aggressive drinking songs. <laughs> At his funeral, while his family and friends wept. Like, tears rolling. You just got this spirit that you cannot see. She's just singing about drinking.
1: That's some shit I would do.
0: That is That's some shit you would do. Oh, hands down. And
1: you know what? I don't feel bad for this man. Oh, yeah, no. Because, like, you're asking for it.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't use that phrase in this household. We don't.
1: You have to cut it out because I said that anyway.
0: Yep. You're going to listen to this episode and be like, wait. This doesn't sound anything like what we're recording. No,
1: you're going to make me sound like a very nice... Oh, no. I'm I so going to sound can't change crazy. anything. I'm still going to sound crazy.
0: All right. Soon after, Betsy called off her engagement to Joshua Gardner, and the bell witch seemingly placated for the time being, left. Telling the family she would be back in 1828 to check in.
1: Well, she's she just taking a vacation? I guess so. She's like, you know what? I've been in 18 places at one time for the last, like, 20 years. I gotta go. I gotta go sit on top of a mountain and
0: chill. Yeah? I mean, possibly. So, it's actually said that John Bell Jr., Who she also kind of had a liking to, and there is a theory that he was Lucy's favorite, like kid. So she like treated him with respect or whatever. Said that she actually made good on her promise, returning to him and having a long conversation about everything that had been going on before leaving again and vowing to return. In 107 years, which would have been 1935, and there's no evidence that she did. There is like a Bell Witch Museum and stuff like that in Tennessee. But, and you can go to the Bell Witch Cave, which they think she lived in. I don't know, I want to go. But there are many theories to whom the Bell Witch was, but I think the most prominent and the most likely is Kate Batts, who was, like, the weird woman that lived in town who happened to be Lucy's niece. And everybody thought she talked weird and everybody thought she was a witch whenever she was alive. And John Sr. scammed her out of some of her land
1: Mm. Uh that's why you should be nice to everybody you meet because you don't know one what they're going through and they could just be having a hard time but two you don't know who the hell they're connected to
0: yeah could be straight up satan it could be
1: satan could be the mafia it could be the fbi and the fbi and the mafia scare me more than satan does
0: i was about to say was that in scary order yeah (laughs) (laughs) so on her deathbed, she proclaimed that she was going to curse John Sr. and haunt him and his children. The spirit would answer to the name Kate and obviously still held lots of love for her aunt, Lucy Bell, who received absolutely no torment at the hands of the spirit. The spirit even brought her, like, snacks. Which, when you say out. it like that, that sounds weird. But, like, fruits and nuts and, like
1: talk about biting the hand that feeds
0: for real (laughs) yeah it was like a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah so that's the bell witch
1: if i had this like spirit that like brought me snacks all the time i would be so fat because i'd be like hey can you bring me them cheese fries from j michaels oh and on your way back can you stop at 12 bones oh and can you uh go down there to uh cafe Dumont in new orleans and get me some of them little beignets okay see you in five minutes Every day, multiple times a day.
0: Well, A, most of those places didn't exist. I'm talking about now. Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. If
1: she's real, that she's still around somewhere, I would sell my soul for them beignets whenever I wanted them. Have you had those? No. We gotta go to New Orleans.
0: We do. I wanna go to the Museum of Death.
1: You can get crawfish etouffee on a hot dog. You can eat crawdads on a hot dog. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. That face is, y'all can't say her face, but she just looked at me like she saw Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what? Oh, God, I gotta go.
0: I gotta go. <laughs> um, I'm getting hungry.
1: Yeah, it's still not four o'clock, though, so we're still on my timeline.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna sign it off. I'm gonna say thank you to Silas. And Silas's stomach that just growls because <laughs> we haven't eaten today.
1: And I'm going to thank all of you and us and we <laughs> and I and Stevie Nicks there and Sasquatch.
0: No there is only me.
1: Sasquatches, Stevie Nicks, Satanists, mob bosses, FBI.
0: Thanks for making this possible.
1: Yeah, you do you and uh, just don't do it near me. <laughs> I'm all about doing what you want to do, but just do it over there.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: All right. We love you guys.
0: I'll it's s- actually a we this time.
1: I'll see you on a later
0: episode, maybe. Ooh, who knows? Or you
1: might all just be like, that yeah. guy sucked.
0: I'm going to get so many messages after this. It's going to be like, who is that guy? Take him all. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs>
1: If you happen to get a message from someone with my name that recommends I stay on here, it's not me.
0: Noted. I will make a quick drop. There could down. be
1: a future collab though.
0: There could be. We're um we're in the talks of getting Liz and Silas' own show. Have
1: a moment. <laughs> How did it go?
0: This and Silas having a moment. Yeah.
1: We do own the rights to those words exactly.
0: Those words exactly. We got it. Those are our words. <laughs>
1: So don't use them because the FBI will hear and tell me <laughs>
0: the over the there mafia.
1: while you're over there.
0: <laughs> so thank you guys for sticking around. For this if extra you're still around, episode. if you're still around,
1: we're doing something right. Just make yourself known that you actually stuck with us. So when we're really famous, we'll remember you.
0: Just you specifically. You'll
1: get them VIP tickets. Just you. And it's not Laurel.
0: <laughs> it is not. Don't be promising things we can't do, though.
1: I said if we're famous.
0: Oh, okay, so we gotta get famous first. Yeah,
1: like, if we're famous, I'm gonna jot it down. Uh-huh. Who did it? So mm-hmm. then I can contact and be like, remember five years ago when we did that lame episode Shit. out of the closet?
0: You're giving us five years to be famous. That's a long time.
1: That's, yeah, it's plausible. It's doable.
0: I think it's like two, like a year, two Okay, here's years. the deal.
1: If you leave a message and tell people about this, And can get Liz two new Patreon followers.
0: You're killing it.
1: Then when we go to the point of doing tours, I will get your Instagram name tattooed on me. And they think I'm playing, don't they?
0: They do think you're playing. He is not playing. I'm not playing.
1: playing. If you find it might
0: have to go on his butt.
1: (laughs) Um, you know what? That's the cleanest part of me.
0: That is not wrong. (laughs)
1: She's gonna cut all that out, so you're not I'm not actually gonna have to do it. Hopefully. (laughs) We should do that. Well be like if I get so many Patreon followers, Silas will get this tattooed on him. Well,
0: we have to make people like you first. So like we need to get on we need to get on the collaborating podcast game.
1: You might not like this is everybody in my life. They don't like me, but they love me. Just ask Liz.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, share this with your family members, everybody else around you. I want you guys to stay strange.
1: And we will see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Sure.